What's up, guys? Caleb here. And Jonathan Orale Perez. Uh, and we are in uh, episode two of our podcast called OMOG, One Minority and White Guy. Um, welcome. John, how are you today? I am pretty snazzy. Oh, I've got an incoming call. Let me decline. Pretty that. snazzy. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. How, did, how, was somebody, <laughs> how does somebody feel snazzy? I don't know, dude. Just, I, don't know. I heard white people say it, so I thought maybe it'll help me fit in. <laughs> Fair enough. Going off. Fair enough, dude. Trying, no, you're just trying not to get deported. <laughs> you're good, dude. Um, so, <laughs> what, what, what's the topic for today, John? Uh, today, we're going to be talking about CES 2016. And so, everything is kind of just technology-based today. We're kind of straying away from video games a little bit. Not too far. Yeah, not too far. kind of keeping in the same realm. Yeah, last, last, um, last week we that, talked a lot about video games and stuff. And this yes, time we're going to talk about very, technology. Very, video game oriented yes um but so we we kind of did a quick glancing around and one of the things that caught my attention in uh, ces was the vr and the ar so for those of you that don't know vr virtual reality reality sorry ar augmented reality um the main difference being virtual reality you put on a headset and you are immersed in this new realm or world or thing augmented reality augments or enhances what's already there visually. So, ba- so basically um, the difference is when I have augmented reality, the whatever I'm wearing or using is building on top of what I can already see, where VR, virtual reality, is making a whole new world that has nothing to do with the world that I'm in currently. Exactly. Cool. Um, and so it's, it's, it's kind of interesting to see how these two are going to really change um, a lot of different industries and fields. VR... I think it's going to relay more on entertainment. Sure. Whereas AR is going to be more towards infrastructure, like, um, you know, construction, architecture, even like the medical field. I could see it really, really doing a huge impact on that. Well, and even in like the, as far as consumers are concerned, like in the home, the home setting, when you look at like the Microsoft project, I, f- I forget what, do you know what they called the Microsoft thing? What is it? What is it? Oh, I can't it's Microsoft. Of my hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna look it up. It's Microsoft something. <laughs> um, but anyway, it's Microsoft something. Anyway, you could. Google had the Google Glass. Microsoft had whatever they had. Right. Uh, Hololens. Yeah. Yeah. So with Microsoft Hololens, Hololens well. with Microsoft, Microsoft Hololens, basically like you could be at home staring at your wall, and you hit a button on your on your Hololens, and then your TV is on the wall. That's an example of AR. Right. It's it's basically adding a TV onto the wall that doesn't have a TV. Right, right, right. Or um, construction, it'd be you know implementing the, the 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 blueprint of you know whatever you're building into virtual space in front of you. Sure, or being it actually being or there. being able to measure things by just looking at it. That'd be kind of cool. That'd be actually really nice. Be able be to like handy. tell the dis- distance and height and all that fun stuff, and be able to just look at a building or look at a, a piece of material, and it'll tell you you know how big it is, the weight, you know, density, all measure that type of fun stuff. That'd be kind of cool. Well, the weight and density, I think. <laughs> I mean, that might be far down in the future, but it's still... Yeah, you know. <laughs> it has to do with AR, yeah, right? <laughs> more than anything, I'm, I'm more excited for augmented reality than virtual reality, though. You're more excited for me, AR? Yes. Why? Well, here's, here's my thing. To me, a video game on a console is VR. Okay. Because I'm immersing myself in that world and I'm controlling what's going on. Right. Maybe it's not through a first-person perspective and it's not right in my face. Sure, but it's still but virtual. It's still a virtual reality. 
Exactly. Whereas AR, I'm enhancing what's already there, and I think that's more appealing to me. Gotcha. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I'm personally more excited for VR, um, specifically just because of entertainment pur- purposes. Now, gaming, I'm always excited about, but I'm not a huge put on your your goggles and go play some games. I'm more about like the right. the TV and the entertainment stuff. So literally, if I can just you know, put these glasses over my head and have, you know, a 150-inch screen in front of me, that would be sweet. I mean, something like that, as far as entertainment is concerned, is way more cost-effective than, you know, going out and buying a big TV or whatever, and I think that might For change. Sure. I think that might change how, like, television companies see the the market. They might actually, I, I bet you, like, Samsung, well, Samsung already has a, a headset, but I bet you we'll see one from oh, LG. Actually, we'll see, um, Sony um, has their Morpheus. Samsung. Samsung does have a headset out. Have that's you? What, yeah, that's it at all? no. That's what I said. I said Samsung has one. Oh, LG, said, LG does not. I thought you said they might come out with. I was like, no, they do have. A no, headset. no, no. I've um, I've used the Samsung one. The I Samsung would, one is sweet. The Samsung one is sweet. Uh, I don't like the fact that it's uh, phone specific. Well, yeah, that kind of sucks. Um, but you know, whatever. I I couldn't use it for more than ten minutes before I was getting a headache, though. Well, here's what. what so, I mean, that's probably a personal thing. Everybody's eyes are different, and, like, some people don't like 3D. Some people like 3D. So that's, I mean, that's probably more of a, right. a you thing than anything. But the one thing that I think is interesting, especially, like, specifically when you talk about the Samsung VR headset, is because it's got the phone in there, uh, there's a camera on the back of the phone. So you can use it as VR and you can use it as AR because it lets you see through the VR headset and out out oh, with, with the back of the, the, the phone, like the camera. Um, so I yeah, think that's yeah, yeah. that's super cool, being able to be VR and AR at the same time. Um, a two-in-one, yeah. Yeah, I mean, because with, like, I personally uh, walk around, <laughs> I work at Best Buy, so <laughs> I walk around the Best Buy store wearing the Samsung VR thing, and, and people are surprised that I don't run into stuff because they don't know that I can see through it. Um, right, right, right. But something like that, I think, would have the same capability to, you know, give you a HUD, like an Iron Man type of thing, or, again, be able to measure right, measure things at a distance or be able to put a TV on the wall without there being a TV, that type of thing. So, Right. I don't know. You I can think, only get it to do X-ray. <laughs> if only. Um, but I think I think the, the more of this VR stuff we'll see, the more we'll see TV companies start to go to that because I think it's going to take their business away. I don't know. I guess we'll see. No, no. I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see where it all sits in like two years, or even in a year. Honestly, at that rate. Yeah. Um, so the other thing, as far as VR and AR is concerned, so as, and again, this is more so about CES as far as this specific podcast podcast is concerned. So we're going to talk about some cool stuff. But mm-hmm. when we talk about VR versus AR specifically, um, what what do you think of when you hear Emerson, Jonathan? Um, the, uh, that's, uh, <laughs> that's the one with the, the chair, right? <laughs> yes, Emerson does, does okay. the chair. <laughs> Perfect. I was just making sure I remembered. Um, I like the concept of it, but I think it's going to be too unaffordable. I really do. You think it's going to be too unaffordable? Yeah, I just, I too just expensive. don't think they're going <laughs> to, well, you know, I, I can't think of a Mexican. You're me. fine, dude. I just give me crap. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't um I don't think I could justify spending money on something like that if it's in the wrong price range. I mean, says the guy who bought a $500 Xbox. Okay. Right. <laughs> but but it's a chair with a goggle and all I get to do is sit and it rocks me around or I could wait until the fair came around and then pay 20 bucks to ride all the things and experience it in real life. It kind of it's, it can go so, really, really, really. okay, uh, I guess I see what you're saying a little bit, but imagine this. So when you, 
I think you're you're being a little bit too narrow-minded when you think about, you know, like I can go to the fair and I can ride a roller coaster, or I can go, you know, I can go to the theme park and ride a roller coaster. Why would I do it on my TV? I don't think they're they're after that market of people, or they're after that demographic. I think they're after the people that are maybe if you think about like a flight simulator. If you're playing a flight flight simulator on your PC, and if as you ascend or descend, you can feel your chair, you know, either move backwards or forwards depending on which direction you're going. I think that's a little bit more immersive than you know just riding a roller uh, like a fake roller coaster because it's it's I don't know I think it just depends on on what you're going to be using it for but I think the market that they're after is for the people that are looking for more immersion and more I don't know just more in depth things like when I think about like roller coaster or, or fair rides I don't I don't think about using a VR headset you know what I mean Yeah no I think. I think the roller coaster situation that I, when we read it, I think that kind of set the standard for me. Okay, okay. Just for people who kind yeah, of yeah, no, no, because I mean you could risky things without any of the risk. You know? Oh no, no, no! I mean if you think about it, if you're playing Grand Theft Auto and you're driving a car and you make a tight turn and your your chair decides to give you a little a little <laughs> shake to the right or left because yeah, you turn too hard. You out of the car. <laughs> well, hopefully it doesn't whip you out of your chair, but uh, you know that type of thing. Yeah. God, can you imagine if your car exploded? Jeez. That would. <laughs> That'd be interesting, God. huh? Your chair just like there's an airbag in your chair and it just pops you out. Yeah, right. Just came over <laughs> and I got to buy a whole new chair. There goes three hundred bucks. Uh. Exactly. So, and well, I'm actually, I'm trying to know, find the cost I'm, on this thing. Oh, it's so they're planning they're planning for it to be around a thousand bucks for this Emmer set. No, see what I mean? I can't justify a thousand. So is that more than you thought it was going to be? That's actually a lot more than I thought it would be. I was expecting anywhere between the five and six range. Okay. Um. Which I was putting it somewhere along with a console. Gotcha. I didn't think it was gonna be twice as much. Um, yeah, thousand bucks is a little pricey for me. I think once we see it get down to like three hundred dollars, people might start buying I mean, it. The Oculus, the Oculus Rift, with like the full stand and everything, and the goggles is only like what six or seven hundred. I think so. Let's see. I mean, you know, and that's a lot more immersive because you have to run, you have to move. Um, all right, and this one you just sit and kind of go along with the ride. I mean, here's I think here's where I'm I'm not sure how they're gonna do. It. If it's just sitting down and going through with the roller coaster, okay, that's boring and that's not a thousand dollars worth. Right. If you have a controller, if you have a joystick, if you have something and you're piloting, you're flying, you know, you're doing that kind of thing. Okay, sure. Then I can justify it a little bit more because right. you have actual control over what's going. You're not just well, watching it just, a video it just depends on view. right exactly. And that's okay, so maybe and that, now that you said that, thank you. Maybe it's more about you being able to control and feel the feedback at the same time. When you talk about like theme yeah, park rides and roller coasters and things like that, you're literally just watching something and feeling your chair move. Um, but when you have right, a controller exactly. in your hand or when you're, you know, if if they come out with, you know, motion controllers or whatever and you're actually moving your body yeah. and feeling the chair react to how you move, then that might be a little bit different. Right, exactly. Um, so the Oculus looks like it's for pre-order for six hundred bucks, five ninety-nine. See, I mean that's not bad at all. That's not. I would much rather spend six hundred dollars on an Oculus. Well, I guess you have to have the Oculus before you can get the chair thing, but <laughs> yeah, right. there'd be Actually, no point. So there'd be no point in having the Emerson. But <laughs> even still, a thousand bucks is a lot of money, um, especially it's, it's, for it's something so for something that sits under your chair and just rocks you back and forth. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, I'm actually really glad you brought up uh, Grand Theft Auto, by the way. Okay, why? Um, well, Xbox One mods. I'm trying to to figure out when is it coming, 
Will it be coming? And what games do we want to see mods for? So that's a great question, Jonathan. As far as mods <laughs> are concerned, um, and now Fallout right now is the only game that I know of, and I just actually did a little bit of research on it. Still was the only game I could find that is that's gonna have mods. That's like one hundred percent for sure. Like the developer, develop. Uh, I can't talk. Developer when they first oh, yeah. announced <laughs> when they first announced Fallout Four, they said. The Xbox One version of this game will have mods. Like it's hundred percent. It's something that they're I, doing. I remember that. Um, and then the interesting about it, it's it's not its own separate like mods. Like you won't have PC mods and Xbox One mods. They're actually taking the PC mods and importing them into the Xbox. Now, how that's oh, gonna? Well, I, I was gonna ask you how they're doing. That. Well, and and so I don't know as far as like when it looks like as far as like a, will it be a store that you can go on the Xbox and download the mods, or will it be in the game itself, or how are they gonna decide which games or which mods you can put on the console versus keep on the PC? Because uh, some mods uh, tamper with like the actual performance of the game, and if your hardware is static like it is in an Xbox, then that could create some issues. Right. Um, but I'm not. They haven't really announced how how that's all gonna really work. All they've said is that you know, Fallout is the only game to actually do it. So when we talk about mods in Xbox One, you know, I think we you and I talked about earlier like Skyrim. Like if they did a re-release of Skyrim and let you do all the mods for that, how like how sweet would that be? And it'd be great. When when you talk about like something like the Xbox One having mods, it's especially important because it gets them that much closer to you know, to the computer market or to people that do computer gaming and like to tweak their games and all that fun stuff. Now they can buy a console that's pretty dang powerful, probably not as powerful as your best PC, but not too far off right, right, right. and be able to mod and thing like things like that. So I think I think it bridges the gap between PC and console gaming, which is something that we need. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> I the hatchet, folks. Let's just live in harmony. Seriously, um, but I think it's going to be really cool. I don't, I don't have much to talk about as far as Xbox One mods, just because Fallout is the only one that's been announced. Um, but we know that it's happening, and and I'm excited for it, and I'm curious to see what they're going to do with it. I mean, what game would you, would you like to see have some mods? Um, I'm kind of a old school kind of guy so i don't <laughs> you're, you're kind of an old school kind of guy okay so skyrim <laughs> um i uh, think it'd be really fun to I'm, have grand theft auto mods Ooh, that would be fun actually because i know i've seen like i just got back into gta really that's a fun yeah, fun well, game because um because i had an xbox and then i had to get rid of it and so then i just got an xbox again not long ago right and so for some reason I must have been using a different account because none of my save data transferred over for GTA. Huh. And it was one of those moments of, God, I don't want to have to re-level up everything. Right. I'm going to put it off as long as I can. And so finally I'm like, well, I have nothing better to do. So. <laughs> Fair enough, dude. Um, but yeah, I mean, like with as far as mods for Grand Theft Auto, like I've seen so many, like you could be the Avengers. You could fly around as Iron Man. You could, you know, be Spider-Man. You could have meteors fall from the sky. You could uh, have a zombie right. zombie apocalypse. I mean, there's just so many cool things that the you know the vanilla game won't let you do. That I think again would make consoles a lot more popular among the gaming community to be able to do those mods. So, kind of going back to how they would do the mods, I think the best way they would have to do it would be um, creating an in-store or sorry, an on-console app. Yeah, kind of like um, you know Mach Machinima has an app and all that kind of stuff. 
Right. Well, even like that. right. Well, when you look at like Xbox's Elite controller, and again, t- talking about bridging the gap between PC and gaming, or and PC and console gaming, like that, that controller is one of the biggest steps that they've taken as far as being able to swap out your your sticks, and you've got different buttons on the bottom for for being programmable to to not have to move your thumbs off the sticks, and being able to change the sensitivity of the sticks, and you literally can change yeah. every single thing on that controller. So as far as being, as far as being able to Oh, son of a bitch. I forgot what I was saying. I believe in you. Damn it. Okay, hold on. I'm going to mark this real fast. Motherfucker. Lost his train of thought, folks. I did lose my train of thought. Okay, I've got that marked, so. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Moving on. on. Uh, Hold on. Okay, so what did you ask me? Oh, yeah, the app. I totally forgot. Okay. Um, <laughs> give me a minute. I'll give you a minute. Oh. Whenever you're ready, I know. I, know, I, for, I remember what I was talking on. about. Okay. <laughs> so when we talk oh, about. <laughs> so when we talk about the Xbox One Elite controller uh, and what it brings to the table as far as bridging the gap between PC and console gaming, <laughs> the biggest thing that I look at is the app. You can open the app, you can change the settings in the controller, and it's all through that app. If they were to do the same thing with the mods. Um, you know, be able to just download a, a, an app in the, the app store, go in there and be like, hey, what, what's so funny, Jonathan? I'm sorry, just you stumbling. I'm good. I got uh, this. I'm fine. You're good, dude. You're good. Um, but yeah, just being able to, to do an app and say, hey, this is the game I want to download uh, a mod for, bring it up, download gotcha. it, and you're good to go. So I think that's probably how they'll do it. That's the smartest way to do it, but... Oh, really quickly, while we're on mods, did you see somebody did a Borderlands mod for Fallout 4? Um, no, I did not. They made everything look like Borderlands, you know, that kind of cartoony yeah. style? Yeah, And it looks freaking amazing. It that's fantastic. That's pretty cool. I'd have to check that out. Yeah. Um, so, sweet. That's what I'm looking forward to. Skyrim, a little bit of GTA. I never did too much on mods. And, yeah, that's all I've got on mods. Yeah, there really isn't a whole lot to talk about that, but what's this this podcast for, Jonathan? We're talking about CES, aren't we? Yes, we are. (laughs) We jumped into video games a little too much now. Let's jump back to CES. Um, Now, we both did a little bit of research on things that we liked, caught our attention, yada, yada, yada. Yes. What is one of the things that you found interesting of CES 2016? So, there are a couple things. First thing that I want to talk about is the TVs. Specifically, the TVs that LG has come out with. Um, there's three mm-hmm. three different really cool TVs that they've kind of designed as far as concept is concerned. So, there's the rollable TV, which I don't exactly right. understand how that works. I, I guess it's just a bendable TV. You can roll up and carry around with you or i guess i don't really know what the yeah, point of the rollable like a, like with the rollable t- yeah it's like a yoga mat you can just unroll your tv <laughs> um, i don't i don't get why you would want to roll i mean it's a great concept and it's opened up a lot of doors it um, is and i think it's more but, more so for like phones um like if i could roll up my phone say, and yeah. just put it in my pocket like good to go um but as far like, as you TV, know you know those um those little like scrolls right and you just like tear them apart and boom you've got your your screen right there, and then you close them back up, kind of like that. Right. The the only thing I can think of, like a tablet, but other sure. than that, a rollable TV. Yeah, where am I going to take this? Seriously. Uh, so the other thing, well, speaking of TVs, what do you mean? Well, did you think of something? I think say, well, I mean, I was just thinking the only reason that I could see a rollable TV would be kind of in a gamer aspect. 
Okay. Like, you remember when I used to uh, record with Grady all the time? I'd have to carry my TV over there. Right. And it was just I guess it was that's, uh, that's, not, that's not a bad point. Or, or just moving in general. Let's say you're moving to a new house. Instead of moving this giant TV, roll it up, throw it in the back of your So you know what? Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe we're thinking about this the wrong way. Maybe it's not something you use all the time. Maybe it's something you only use every once in a while. It's a convenience thing for when you have to use it. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a good huh. way to think about that. <laughs> huh. Now uh, I got my brain turning. <laughs> um, all right, so <laughs> the other uh, the other thing as far as TV is, so there's two other things. So there's a dual-sided video wall is what they call it, and then they also have a see-through TV. So as far as a dual-sided video wall, how, I mean, h- how useful do you think it would be to have one side be one thing and the other side of the TV be another thing? Because that's what that is. So it's basically the dual-sided video wall is two things on the, each side of the TV. That's kind of cool, right? It it's It's actually very cool, and it's very... It, it appeals to me a lot because of the family that I live in. Oh, yeah? Um, they they love their Mexican soap operas. <laughs> I, can't, I can't stand them. Okay, fair but, enough. But the only big TV is upstairs where they watch them. Okay. So if I could have a 65-inch, they could be on one side watching their just, soap just opera. Sit in the, the just put in the center videos. of the room. So so if you put in the center of the room and you got you know your side of the living room and their side of the living room and you're watching your shows or whatever... I mean, would you just put on some like wireless headphones, or how do they how do they plan on doing dealing with audio? I would, uh, if I'm playing on my Xbox, I would just control. I would just put in my Turtle Beaches into my uh, right. controller and have the audio come through that. Right. But how about this? You know how you can mount a wall onto the. Oh, sorry, mount a wall onto the, <laughs> mount the TV yes. onto the wall. Yes, I know how you can do that. I mean, implement that, but just embedded into the actual wall. Ooh. See, that's kind of cool. cool, man. We're uh, we're thinking today, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, we got the, we got them thinking caps. Somebody ate their Wheaties this morning. Um, that's actually <laughs> that's actually a really cool idea. So, kind of like how you'd have a hole through the wall for like a bar or something like that. Instead, you just stick the TV yeah. there and have kind of two different entertainment rooms. That's that's actually a really good idea. Exactly, like that. Somebody, if you know, let's say my grandpa. His room was right adjacent to uh, to the living room. He could have that in there. That way, people can be in the living room watching their thing, and he could watch his thing in the in his room or whatever. Right. Um, it's just very versatile and flexible. And I think well, and then when you do something like that, you solve right. It's a very good concept, and you solve your audio problem by yourself because now you've got two separate rooms. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Because what or, I was thinking is, if you're like have the same room and put the TV in the center, you've got speakers on both sides. I mean, your sound's gonna obviously get muddled up and, and confused right. with each other but if you got two totally separate rooms that's that's a different story not just that also you could you could easily solve that issue too with uh like i said the headset well right or, yeah if you do wireless um, headsets or whatnot or bluetooth speakers if you have like a transmitter for each side and then just have that connect to uh different uh you know devices yeah you kind of solve that issue of course it's going to sound like crap when you have two things playing right next to each other but right it is what it is but whatever. yeah i mean it's still it's a really cool idea um, and then as far as the, no, the see through TV, um, I think that's going to do I, wonders for like advertisement. Yes. Like actually Best Buy, perfect example. You guys have a, um, a little like speaker set up there with a, um, a glass case. That's kind of like a pyramid shape. Ooh, and yeah. You, you know the one I'm talking it's, about? Yeah. It, it look, kind of looks like a hologram. Like yeah. Yeah. I was going to say holograms. This is kind of what it reminded me of. As soon as I saw it, it kind of... Well, that's... I mean, that's kind of what it is. Yeah, you're at a conference table, and instead of being at the very front, 
with like a board and paper presenting. You just set this up in the center. Everybody can see it 360. Yep. And, you know, boom, board meetings, all that kind of stuff. Um, let's say a bigger conference, you know, a stage. Sure. Instead of everybody having to fly over there, you set up a big screen in front of people, and boom, all of a sudden you've got your presenter walking back and forth in front of you in, you know, in real real time. Yeah, exactly. So you could just open up a lot of doors for a lot of things. Yeah, that'd be, I mean, it's a very cool concept. I mean, as far as being basic with it, because when you talk about things like conventions and stadiums and all that fun stuff, that's that's a little bit bigger. But when I think about something like a oh, yeah. see-through TV, it's just literally like in a shop, just the, the window of a shop is a see-through TV. So they have their sales right. advertised, they have their menu on there, but you can still see through and, and see inside the shop. Right, 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 right. So, very cool well, stuff. It's, I mean, I'm more excited for the dual dual sided TV though. The dual sided TV is a, a very cool concept. I agree. I'm just afraid it's going to cost too much. Uh, it's probably not going to be the cheapest thing in the world. <laughs> no, but it's probably not going to be as expensive as that 8K Samsung TV. So, <laughs> so I don't think it's 8K. I don't. Th I think the only reason why they're calling it 8K is because of how big it is. Here's the thing, though. You know, the human eye can't even tell the difference between like. The human eye, seven twenty p and ten eighty. Uh, it depends on the size of the TV. So, I'll explain. I'll explain it real fast for those of you who don't know. Uh, basically, anything thirty two inches or smaller, your eyes physically cannot see the difference between ten eighty and seven twenty. When you get bigger, like your fifty inch, that's when you can absolutely see the difference between ten eighty and seven twenty. But when we talk about four K. Like, your eyes can't see every single detail that's in 4K, especially if you're in a normal sitting setting and you're 10 feet away from your TV or whatnot. You, I mean, you literally cannot see the difference. Even if you're going from, like, 4K to 2K, you wouldn't be able to see the difference. Now, when we talk about 8K, if that's really the resolution, which, again, I doubt it is, because they said, they said something about it being 4K UHD in parentheses, but it's, it's just called an 8K TV. Yeah. But even if that were to be the resolution... It's pointless. Your eyes cannot see the difference. So I'm not sure why they would You're invest. Wasting money. Right. I don't, I'm not sure why they would invest in something like that. I really do think it's just called 8K because of the size. But we'll have to. I'll have to do a little bit more digging into that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too convinced on it yet. But um, speaking of Samsung, yes. Samsung's coming out with a with a bit of a clothing line. A clothing which line is really. Yeah, they're doing. Um, accessories mostly, but they're starting to implement into actual apparel. So when you say um, ex accessories, like are we talking like watches? Because they already have watches. I'm talking like <laughs> I'm talking purses, backpacks. Oh, um, like wallets, things like that. Like legit clothing, like cloth stuff. Yes, yes, yes. So, so why why would I want to why would I want a Samsung wallet? Uh, well, one Samsung, duh, <laughs> master race. Uh huh. Uh, uh, when I say wallet, I mean like a woman's wallet, first of all. Okay, sure. Not a men's wallet. Not that I saw. But, like, the purses, the backpack, and the woman's wallet all have built-in... Um, oh, gosh. Now I'm having one of your moments, and I forgot what it's called. Uh, solar panels. <laughs> solar panels. Okay. <laughs> that was close. Built-in solar panels. So you can walk around and obviously collect sunlight, kind of like Venusaur, and charge your phone. I like how you threw Venusaur in there. Cool. <laughs> I was, I was hoping you wouldn't say <laughs> I did. I, I just slid it in, dude. Solar beam, bro. It's good. It's um, good. I, I think it's a great concept, honestly, because nowadays everybody needs to charge their phone at some point, right? But right. nobody's always around an outlet, so... Well, it's not only your phone. Backpacks. 
of tablets. I mean, anything. That there are so yeah, there are so many digital devices that people carry around with them nowadays. Yeah. I mean, you could use it for anything. Your Bluetooth device, your e-cig, whatever you can right. charge it on the go. It sucks for us in Montana though, because we only get sun like two weeks out of the year. Exactly. Um, but it's it's a good concept. And the other one is they have a button built into a suit that allows you to unlock your phone. And so now, when you say when call. you say suit, when I hear suit, I think of like an Iron Man suit. But you're talking like dress uh, like. Like blazer suit. <laughs> like, a, like a businessman suit. Yes, a businessman suit. Yes, I should have <laughs> reiterated. Yeah, not an Iron Man suit. That'd be dope. That would be dope, but... but. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, no, you can share contacts. You can do all kinds of stuff with it. So they're really, they're really bridging the gap between efficiency and actual usefulness. Because before, I mean, let's be honest, all the widgets and all the things on our phones were nice and they were cool, but were they really as convenient as they made it made them out to be i don't really think so now i think they're finally being like okay listen you can actually implement it into your workplace and your life and you can actually use it full time right which is cool um let's see what else is on our list uh intel 3d replay um, oh yes that's kind of cool it's um you read more on that but i think from the gist that you gave me essentially they're using all the cameras from um, like a stadium or a game just take a snapshot and allows you to like i guess view the field 3d yeah so basically what it is is uh they, they use all the cameras around the the stadium or the court or whatever it is they specifically showed basketball in the demo at ces um but essentially you can be watching this game and in real time you can you know put you know if it's like a touchscreen tablet or whatever move your your finger over the screen and it'll actually move the camera for you kind of so it's kind of hard to explain without showing it off but you can essentially right. see the game from whatever angle you want you can rewind it too so if you see something you're like oh that's really cool i want to see it from a different angle you can move you know, pan the camera around with this this 3d technology and be able to see it from a different angle i've got a good way to explain it okay let's let's hear it You've played Super Smash Bros, right? I have played Super Smash Bros. So you know how you can pause it and you can shift the camera around? Uh, yeah. And then that's a that's a Ooh. very good way to explain it for those people that are listening that have played Super Smash Bros. <laughs> uh, for those of you that have not, I got nothing for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's all I had. Yeah, but it's 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 kind of cool. I mean, I, I can definitely see it as far as like being able to, to watch at home or whatnot. Um, I don't know what it's going to do as far as anything else besides sports, though. I'm not sure what else we'd use something like that for, but... Um, I mean, if you think about it, the only other way that I could see it implemented would be in security. Um, uh, that's true. You know, if a cram goes down, oh, shoot, I wish we could see him from the other side. Oh, wait, we have 18 cameras that we can just rotate around. Right, and we've got this Intel 3D replay tech that we can just swipe, 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 and we've got all the angles that we need. Yeah, but at the same time, that implements another issue where a lot of people don't like having their privacy invaded. Okay. And a lot of people are going to think that that's an invasion of privacy just because there's so many cameras and Big Brother's watching. Well, you don't have to put the... Oh, you mean like as far as like games and stuff? Like if you're like... if you, no, you no, 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 So no. what's the issue then? Because the way you said it, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like, like a, cust- like a customer buys a ticket to a game, goes to the stadium and is like, oh no, there are cameras everywhere. I'm being watched. <laughs> no, the way I'm thinking is like... Um, like in the home? Know, when you walk down the street... 
No, I'm thinking of like in the structure. Oh, that's okay. So, so all of a sudden, in order to implement this 3D replay tech, you'd have to quadruple the cameras to get you know the most. So you're talking like national security shit. Like you putting you're oh, putting yeah. a camera on every corner of the building so that if something happens, they can just yeah. That's I don't know if that's gonna happen anytime soon. <laughs> no, I, I thought know what means, well, as yeah. far as security is concerned, I think more a more practical you know way to do that would be like in a in a business or in a home. I wasn't thinking. Oh, yeah, I wasn't no, thinking sure. full scale, like out on the sidewalk. Somebody gets mugged, and you can see it from 132 different angles. Right. Because that sure. that definitely would be an issue I mean, with people's would, privacy. It would be, but at the same time, if you think about it, though, if you had that, it would greatly reduce mistrials. For you know, because if you see a crime happen from the back end, right? You, you know, you could be seeing something completely different. But if you can flip that over, look at it from a different perspective. Like, oh, no, he's defending himself. Hey, hey John. He's fully justified. Completely hey John. different story. Hey, John. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Uh, I'm scared. Do you, <laughs> do you work for Hydra? Because I think you want to take over the world. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking these about. Can't, these can't. <laughs> How do I get out of this? Uh, you sound like your, uh, your cameras are the, uh, the helicarriers in Captain America, dude. I don't know what we can we can no stop idea. crime before Hail. it happens. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Hail Hydra! <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> All right, good reference. It is a very good reference. Um, Thank you. What else have we got? Oh, really quickly, the Margarita Keurig. <laughs> the Margarita Keurig. <laughs> because, because what is that? Mexican. What is it even called? Uh, Do we even know what it's called? Is it just called the Margarita it's called Keurig? The Keurig? No, it's the Keurig either two or the Keurig Ice. I can't remember. Okay. Off the top of my head. But, so essentially what it is, is you fill up your booze at the back, and then you put in the little canister of, you know, the sweet and sour mix or whatever. Sure. Pop it in, just like you would coffee. Okay. And it makes you a alcoholic beverage. That's awesome. That's... It's fantastic. That's pretty cool. It's, it kind of... I'm afraid, though, like, you know... You know how when you go to some fast food chains, they've got that soda mach- machine where... <laughs> soda like soda machine? Soda machine. The Mexican <laughs> in me came out. Thirty thing, you would not do it again. <laughs> so that soda machine, uh, it's got like eighty different flavors or whatever. And you choose and pick and mix and blah blah blah. Okay. Um, how far are we until we replace bartenders at this rate? Um. So I mean, that's a whole dude. That's a whole other topic for a whole other podcast. But like, how close <laughs> are we to having all of our jobs replaced by like robots? Okay, first of all, ain't no robot going to replace me. <laughs> I'm talking like assembly line, you know, Let even... Me tell you, what can Brown do for you? What, what can Brown do for you? I don't know. Again, that's a whole other topic for a different podcast, it but really I don't think it's too far off, honestly. Oh, crap. Well, you know. Looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger had it all right. <laughs> Seriously. There's a lot of movies that have it right, dude. I know, right? Like Predator or predator no i'm talking more like elysium <laughs> like i like i kid you not cops being robots i think that that's gonna happen Ooh, actually deus ex yeah you know the 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 augmented stuff yeah. that they do themselves yeah uh, recently there's been some um some people that have been doing that to themselves not here in montana god no they don't even know what electricity is half the time <laughs> but in 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 some places in big cities they're starting to implement augmented tech into their like skin but how how far along do you think 
before it becomes a norm. Uh, and before it be it, it gets like covered by like actual hospitals. Um if I were to put a number on it, if I'm being realistic with you, dude, probably like thirty yeah. years. You think in thirty years we're gonna have something like that? Yeah, it's not gonna be mainstream. Like it, there's so many issues and like when you talk about medical and being able to actually like I don't even understand how you would do that. Like how would you It'd be simple. For example, let's say um, let's say my left eye is going out. It's not completely blind, but it's getting there. Right. Go to a doctor. Hey, doc, rip this some bitch out. Put give in me, a prosthetic right, give eye. Give me, give me a robot eye, and then. But now, are we talking like the doctor, like right off the bat, is like, hey, this robot eye is gonna, you know, tell you all the information about this person. Like, we're talking scanning. No, no, we're no, no, talking no, no, no. information. No, no, it would be, hey, this, this, this eye, you know. Can um, can zoom in, can zoom out. Okay, so we want to. We want to. <laughs> so we're zooming and stuff. We're zooming and stuff. See stuff like that. I think I, I'm gonna stick with my 30 years. Now prosthetic, okay. prosthetic like things like a, a fake My eye. Prosthetics are there. Well, oh yeah, I say like before we like as far as like when we talk about robots, like having a robot eye, maybe 10 or 15 years. But we talk, when we talk about like being able to use it to zoom in and zoom out, and you know use it to learn information about people or like connect to the internet, and you could look at somebody's face and know everything about them, that type of thing, probably not for a while. I can see that. Nah, okay, that, that answers my question. That's fine. I All think right, you're wrong, right. but whatever. Well, how long do you think it's going to take? <laughs> um, honestly, I could see it. Maybe not the face recognition thing, but like zooming in, zooming out, basic, very basic stuff with machines. Um, I could see it in the next ten to fifteen years. Okay. All right. Well, definitely within uh, definitely within our lifetime, though. Uh, yes, absolutely within our lifetime. Yeah, thirty years is way after my lifetime. I'm gonna be dead. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> oh man. Five to eight months. That's all I got in me. All right. We Mexicans, we have a shorter lifespan. You you guys do. That's that's true. I suppose. It's like, like dog ears. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, that I think we've covered everything. I, you know what, time. Jonathan? There's a lot more on this list that I'm looking at, but we're about at our uh, at our maximum time here. So, do you have anything else you want to say? Mean, we've got like seven minutes to play with, but no. Um, <laughs> again, thank you for watching. This was entertaining. This was fun. This was this was. A this lot was. Are you time. are you telling our audience that they were entertained? This is entertaining. Yes, you were entertained. Damn you were you no, were entertained. These are not the droids you're looking for. <laughs> have you seen uh, the new Star Wars? You know what? That's another topic for another podcast as well. But no, I have not, and we'll leave it at that. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, we're gonna have to talk about that after we we uh, we end here. But, That's uh, fine. We can. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, um, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Uh, it's been Jonathan Orla Perez with uh, Caleb Newby. Yeah, we need to come up with something for you. <laughs> Is it just? It just seems super awkward every time I say my name at the end of these things. <laughs> Jonathan Otto Press, Caleb Newby, and Caleb Newby. Like, like it's your first interview, and you're like, "Hi, sorry." <laughs> but well, thanks for watching. Um, if you like the video, share it, like it, subscribe yes, it, all that fun stuff. Your family. Yes, all all of it. But uh, other than that, we will catch you next time. Adios. Peace.